listening to Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Then Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, the Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all of his possessions, and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But that same servant, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow servants, who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all of the debt that you pleaded with me. You should not, should you not have had mercy for your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in his anger, the Lord handed him over to be tortured until he should pay his entire debt. So my heavenly father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the gospel of our Lord. I invite you to be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus the Christ. A few weeks ago, I was in a text group conversation with some friends from the neighborhood. We were planning a get-together that evening, but a few of us had some important things that we had to take care of first. I, for example, had a coupon to Bath and Body Works that was about to expire. And the soap was on sale for $3.50, which is a good deal, right? And with my 20% off coupon, that was an additional 70 cents off per soap. So we're talking pretty significant savings. While I was standing in line with my coupon at the ready, another neighbor joined in the text conversation. He works in finance, and he said, I have a $48 million emergency happening right now at work, so I have to deal with that first. My neighbor and I were both caught up in financial concerns, but they were on a very different scale. And I thought about that, the the 70 cents that I was concerned with and the $48 million that he was concerned with when I read our gospel text today, particularly the parable. In our gospel reading, Jesus is approached by Peter, and Peter asks him how many times he should be expected to forgive. No doubt feeling generous, Peter suggests, how about seven times? 
To which Jesus replies, not seven times, I tell you, but 77 times. Then he tells the disciples a story, a parable, about a king who is willing to forgive an enormous debt, 10,000 talents. Now, one talent was the equivalent of one year's wage. And this is 10,000 talents, so 10,000 years worth of your salary. The servant owed the king an immeasurable debt. But the king takes pity on him and releases him completely. And as the servant is literally leaving the company of the king, the forgiven person encounters another servant who owes him a hundred denarii. Now, one denarius was the equivalent of a day's wage. So this person owes three to four months worth of salary. Both men had debt, to be sure, but it was on a very different scale. Forgetting that he had just been a debtor himself, the forgiven servant becomes enraged, thinking about this minute amount of money that his friend owes him. And he grabs the fellow servant by the throat and yells, pay what you owe. And then he throws him into jail until the debt can be paid. This parable, of course, is not about money, but about forgiveness. And it echoes the Lord's prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Pastor Doug reminded us last week that forgiveness is not easy. And we humans don't come by it naturally. Retribution and revenge are actually our instinct. We're hardwired that way. Brain scans have revealed that when a person imagines taking revenge against someone who has wronged them, the pleasure pathways in their brain light up the same way they do when that person is craving a treat like chocolate or chips. We crave revenge. But just like eating the foods that we crave, it's not good for us. And ultimately, it doesn't satisfy us. It may feel good for a little while, but in the long run, we are worse for it. When Jesus tells Peter to forgive 77 times, it's an imperative a command. It's a call to a new way of life. I tell you, he says, forgive not seven times, but 77 times, meaning over and over and over again, for the sake of our own well-being and for the sake of the world. When we forgive, we are swimming upstream against the current of our biological instinct and against cultural expectations. But Jesus isn't known for asking us to do easy things. Jesus is known for ushering in the kingdom of God and showing us the way to new and abundant life. In the book of Genesis, Cain kills his brother Abel. It's the first murder, and it happens only four chapters into the Bible, which tells us something about human nature. Later, Cain has a child named Lamech. And Lamech says that Cain, his father, will seek vengeance sevenfold, but that he, the son, will seek vengeance 77-fold, 77 times. It's the only other time that specific number is used in the Bible. To our own devices, we would destroy each other, ourselves, and our world with anger and bitterness and a thirst for revenge. It's like some kind of generational curse 
that just keeps getting worse and worse. I will seek vengeance 77 times, says Lamech. Forgive those who sinned against you 77 times, says Jesus. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus reverses Lamech's statement and God willing the course of human history. Because if we repay evil for evil, we will destroy ourselves, our world, and each other. Remember at the end of the parable when it says that the unforgiving servant is left to a lifetime of torture? I don't think that that refers to a punishing God, but rather illustrates how it feels to live with bitterness and resentment in our hearts. It's its own kind of torture, but we don't have to live like that. I once heard a story about a Jesuit priest in Rwanda during the time of the genocide. He was serving a community there and had grown really close to one person in particular. He considered that person a trusted friend. But in the madness of the genocide, that person betrayed him and their community, and his actions led to the death of several people. The priest was rightfully hurt and angry, but over time the anger turned to bitterness. He knew that he should forgive this man who had caused much pain, but he couldn't let go of his anger, and it was eating him away. He became so distraught by his inability to forgive that he decided to renounce his priestly vows because he couldn't, in good faith, proclaim a message of grace and reconciliation while harboring such bitterness towards a former friend. So he knelt down to pray in front of a crucifix, intending to renounce his vows. And as he prayed about his anger, his resentment, his inability to forgive, he experienced a vision. He saw Christ coming off of the cross and speaking to him. And the Christ in the vision said, you have to forgive this man. And he responded by saying, how can I forgive him? I can't even look at him. And Jesus said, then look at me. You look at me, and I will look at him. If there is pain in your life so deep that you are unable to forgive, that's understandable. But the bitterness and resentment can destroy you, and you are being victimized again by the person who hurt you to begin with. Jesus tells us to forgive. But if that's not possible right now, Jesus also says, well, then look at me. Just look at me, and I will do the hard work of forgiving on your behalf. Because forgiveness is the path to abundant life. It is the path to peace. It is the road less traveled, and it can be a really difficult road to walk. But we are followers of a Christ who has been down that road before. And he will show us the way if we just look at him. It doesn't matter if the debt of our sin is immeasurable or minute. The grace of God covers it all and helps us, the forgiven, know what it means to forgive. Thanks be to God. Amen.